I, I suppose that overnight success does it is a thing in some very specific cases. But typically an entrepreneur, what you see is you have a lot of a lot of emotional side that goes on, a lot of time that goes between the, the moment you create an idea or you you have an idea, you bring it to life, you conceptualize it, and then you actually launch and then you actually, you know, it finally takes off. There is a lot of time that goes you know, in between those two, from from start to success, correct? And usually people see, you know, the tip of the iceberg and they don't see everything that goes behind the scenes. So today we're filming a special episode here at the Kimpton Epic Miami Hotel in South Florida. Um, a special series is part of Jen's talk. And we got with us Nico Norena. My guy, how are you? Good to see you, man. Good, good to see good, you, man. Good. I know we've been talking a little while. I was yes. bothering you while you were on a honeymoon. No, yeah. Well, I, I don't consider that bothering, honestly. I, consider I thought that you were going to say you don't consider it a honeymoon. No, no, no. <laughs> that, it was definitely a honeymoon. It was a beautiful one, too, let me tell you. <laughs> Where'd you go? Incredible. Uh, we were very blessed. We did uh, Maldives and Dubai. Oh, wow. Yeah. Which ones do you like better? It depends, man. Dubai is more of like uh, Miami City, very, you know, technology and beautiful high rises extremely hot but really really cool lots of awesome restaurants which is yeah. right up my alley but then you have maldives which is this beautiful paradise with turquoise waters and you know incredible hotels and everything's picture perfect all the time right. so i'd say that it depends on what you're looking for i personally love both i think it has to be a healthy combination of one and then the other okay yeah so you just got married <laughs> yes congratulations correct. thank you you run a a company yes. called the succulent bite correct you've been doing that for a while mm -hmm. for the people who know you by that page but don't know who nico norena is mm -hmm. what's the backstory there on succulent bite on you on who me? are you who's so, the man behind the persona <laughs> well i'll tell you a little bit about me uh briefly i i was born in chicago uh my parents are from colombia and from the us i grew up in madrid in spain and uh, then I moved over to Miami 15 years ago. Uh, I've grown up, uh, luckily, traveling the world since I was little with my mom. She used to take me on these beautiful trips across the different countries, across different <laughs> countries. <laughs> and uh, so I grew up eating around the world, right? I grew up involved in multiple different, uh, uh, surrounded by different cultures and different foods. And that's what kind of sparked my interest in culinary from the get-go yeah. um my grandma as well she used to cook these delicious meals at home so i was always in the kitchen you know with her um learning whatever i could and participating as as much as i could at from a young age correct um and yeah so that's kind of how i started forming who i am today yeah. <laughs> as a human being and who, what you see today uh on the brand reflected on the brand so tell me about the brand like Correct. for it, it's a, a a combination of a social media page but you do a lot more than what people just see online mm -hmm. walk us through sort of the entrepreneurial side of things in what sense so like you're you're essentially an entrepreneur correct right so what was that transition like because you weren't always an entrepreneur correct you moved into that mm -hmm. how did that happen so I, okay, so initially I started Succulent by during college, uh, but while I was at college, I was also working at a marketing consulting firm, which taught me immense amounts of information and, and, and best practices in the marketing world. 
Uh, from there, I kept working on succulent bite in parallel, and I moved over to a pharmaceutical company uh, where I worked in sales for five years. Um, I was I did very good at the company as well, and then I decided to take the leap and become a full time uh, succulent bite. So in order to get there, I think that there was a lot of preparation that went you know on not only the the structure side of it, so you know making sure that the company was or the succulent bite my own company was structured and and it was following all the necessary guidelines i was i was having you know the clients the recurring clients um i had a vision and a, and a good strategy for the growth of the company and then is when i finally said okay after after five six years into it i finally said okay now it's time to finally take the step in that direction and and apply everything i've learned in the marketing world in the sales world because pharma sales teaches you a, a lot about sales and a lot about customer relationship management and a lot of of how to manage your time and and manage a schedule and that's what I applied into the succulent bite and that's when I decided okay you know when everything was kind of in line and in order I said it's time to to take the step but it was a very calculated decision it wasn't you know an overnight thing that I was like okay tomorrow no you know I I had been I had been you know macerating and and, and cooking that for for years until right. I finally said okay now I can do it and I think that's the interesting point is a lot of people mistake the concept of entrepreneurship. Like yeah. you're just going to jump into a new business model or you're going to just start a new business tomorrow and all of a sudden expect to skyrocket. Right. I think a lot of people sometimes don't understand that it takes time I agree. to build towards something. And, I agree. and and that's what happened here. I agree. I agree. Um, the it, I think that I, I suppose that overnight success does it is a thing in some very specific cases, but typically an entrepreneur, what you see is you have a lot of a lot of emotional side that goes on, a lot of time that goes between the, the moment you create an idea or you you have an idea, you bring it to life, you conceptualize, and then you actually launch, and then you actually, you know, it finally takes off. There is a lot of time that goes, you know, in between those two, from from start to success, correct? And usually people see, you know, the tip of the iceberg and they don't see everything that goes behind the scenes. And that's, you know, that's, I think, what what what's going to differentiate a successful entrepreneur is going to be the person who can actually stick through that, stick through those ups and downs emotionally, stick through the through the self-doubt, the imposter syndrome, which I'm sure we'll touch on <laughs> throughout the podcast, right? Yeah. Uh, and can actually come up successful on the other side and if they don't come up successful, then learn from that mistake and go again and hit it again on a different angle, different product, different idea, whatever it is that, you know, we're, they're, they're creating. Uh, but, but, but be, you know, consistent and, and be there. Yeah. So let's go to the imposter syndrome piece yeah. there. Again, the concept of overnight excess, success, people think, you know, unless you've somehow gotten x number of followers or sold x number of dollars worth of things or products or services that you're failing you're not really you're an imposter ultimately mm -hmm. how did you deal with the imposter syndrome of going from a corporate style job to suddenly being on your own well look my definition of imposter syndrome i think that's the correct one right is when you have when you're self-doubting yourself and you or yeah so when you, when you have self <laughs> when you're filled with self-doubt yeah and and you believe you might not be good enough for what you're doing. Yeah. Like you shouldn't be there. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So you don't belong. Um, how did I overcome that? I think that there's a variety of things. One, I think you have to be very, very intentional in what you want to accomplish and have clear goals in mind. Two, 
I think you have to listen to other people and learn from other successful people who have already gone through that and learn from them and see, hey, how did they go through it? So, for example, you mentioned something very interesting and it's it's those key metrics, right? Those metrics, the how many followers, the how much are you making? the And those are not necessarily the only metrics that matter in order to be able to overcome, you know, or become successful as an entrepreneur, right? Um, for example, it took me one year to get to my first 10,000 followers. Then it took me another three years to get to half a million. And then in the next two years, boom, skyrocketed onto, you know, new, um, new realms that I, that when I started six, seven years, eight years ago, I, I might've not even imagined or dreamed of. Right. Yeah. So I think it's being able to persevere through those ups and downs through that self-doubt, understand that you do belong. You do belong. If you believe in your idea and you're staying true and authentic to what you're creating, I think that you belong and, and you remind yourself of that, have some self-love, some self-care and, and have a, I think it's also important. I was very lucky to have a family, my family who always believed in me, who always supported me said, no, man, keep going. You got this, you know? And I personally looked at myself in the mirror when I, and I still do to, to today's date. Uh, I have affirmations that I do in the morning and I look at myself in the mirror and I say, I'm successful. I, I am capable. I can do this, you know? And, and because if I don't remind myself, then I can't, I, I can't rely on others to do so for myself. Right. I have to do it myself. And, and yeah, that's that's kind of incredible. Hard. So what happens on the days where the affirmations are not working, <laughs> you're not feeling yourself, yeah. you know, a deal's gone bad or something yeah. didn't work out? What happens there? Like, how do you work through those moments? I man, I again, going back to the clear goals and the commitment that you have from the beginning, I it's just, you know, you, I personally, I, I suck it up. I say, you know what? Yes, I can. I can do this. Let's just keep going and and learn from whatever I need to learn and keep pushing. Yeah. Right. And it's just and it's just not allowing that that little voice in your head that starts, you know, <laughs> yeah. speaking things that it shouldn't be speaking in your mind saying, yeah. mm, maybe you're not, you know, so good as you think you are. Well, you know what? Quiet that voice and keep going. And yeah. and that is just kind of hardcore for me like that. I just I just say, obviously, there's there's days where it's a little harder than others. Yeah. But I'd say I'd say power through um, and and disregard it if possible <laughs> and just kind of, you know, keep at it because right. because, you know, you need to push yourself. Consistency. Consistency. Yeah. Correct. Which yeah. I think people often mistake. Like, so my understanding, the way I see things is a lot of people are waiting to be motivated to do something, but they don't sometimes understand that you're not going to just automatically wake up motivated. You have to do Correct. the work to go and get motivated and you're building a habit and you're building that consistency and that discipline that ultimately leads you to becoming self-motivated because Correct. you have it like you wake up and it's an automatic day after day after day you're stacking days i agree i agree and going back to what you're saying i mean i think that there's a there's a, a line that i really like that says discipline will take you places where motivation can't and i think that i like that one yeah, yeah. It, i think it's very powerful because it, it goes hand in hand with what we were just discussing about the days where you're not sure if you're going to be able to achieve what you need to achieve and that's where really discipline has to kick in yeah because that's where that's where you really are going to hold yourself accountable. You're really going to push hard um, because like you said, self-motivation, you'll eventually get to self-motivation, but there's, there's days that even when you do have it, you don't, you know? So, so that's when you say, you know, you stay disciplined, you stay focused and you stay consistent. No. Yeah. Awesome. What advice would you, if you were starting over, uh -huh. what advice would you give your younger self? 
Or what advice would you give yourself if you were starting over, rather? If I was starting over, I think I'd say be more consistent at the beginning. I mean, I was pretty consistent. Yeah. I really was. But obviously, if I had the vision that I have now, I would be at this. You would be where you are now. But I'd be sooner. W- correct. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I, that, that's not a really fair thing for me to say. So I'd say I'd say take bigger risks um, and be a little more aggressive at the beginning to be able to catalyze growth faster. Right. Um, but I also started when I was 21 right. <laughs> and and the 21 year olds of today are a lot more advanced than the 21 year olds of my generation right i mean yeah. I'm, I'm i just turned 30 and you know technology was different social media was completely different yeah. um it's it's a different landscape right right than what we see today so at the end of the day you know you have to again give yourself props for your, what you've achieved i'd say that knowing what i know today yes be a little more risk taker and and a little more aggressive in achieving what i want to achieve faster yeah, yeah. is there what is it about entrepreneurship, at least from your lens, that's that people oftentimes misunderstand or they mistake? Like they they have this incorrect notion of what to expect from entrepreneurship because a lot of people glamorize it, right? Mm-hmm. Like they glamorize the lifestyle of Correct. I'm gonna you know wake up, I'm gonna do a couple of deals, a couple of meetings, I'm gonna <laughs> chill by the pool, yeah. and then they actually don't really realize that you're working super long hours, mm-hmm. seven days a week. Sometimes you're, sac- you're there's a lot of sacrifices. Mm-hmm. What what's your take on that? I have to say that there is a lot of commitment that goes when you're an entrepreneur. Um, I believe that, like you say, it's not all the glam that people think of it to be. Yeah. Um, it's very easy to see, once again, what you see on a screen or the idea that you may have of a certain concept. Nevertheless, don't mistake that for the all the hard work, the longer hours, for example, when I started, I worked my full-time jobs and then I went overtime and worked on my own projects, right, suckling back, until maybe one, two in the morning, three, four times a week, you know, and I had the energy to do it, right? And then I woke up the next day and I hit the ground running again for my full-day job and then I went again. And and at the beginning, that looked, you know, like, like you know, going to film at restaurants after work, exhausted, you know, I didn't want to do absolutely anything else because I said, no, I need to bring this to life. So, you know, I went and I changed at home and then I put on the different pair of clothes and whatever. And then I went out again after a full day of work and and filmed at two locations and then edited the videos myself and then emailed proposals for new opportunities and pitched different ages. I mean, it was nonstop. So, yes, I think that especially at the beginning while you get the machine running you are going to work an excessive amount of hours but that's very important in order to be able to build the structure for that machine which eventually will allow you to live a certain lifestyle yes that is true that is true for example i mean sometimes you wake up and and you have a slower morning than other days you know for example this morning for example i woke up i had a cup of coffee went to the gym wellness right things that are important to me had my apple cider vinegar with lemon <laughs> and the cup of hot water you know because yeah that's part of it 100%. i've heard about apple cider it's, vinegar it's, yeah. uh, it's very good man i suggest okay. <laughs> recommend it um and then i i started working i started my my day today at 11 in the morning right mm-hmm. i started my my first email started going out at 11 a.m for example today but yesterday i was up at 7 30 in the morning 
And I started filming my recipe for the day, which was a campaign, a huge campaign that started. Uh, I started actually filming at 1030 in the morning, but I started prepping since 930 and I finished at 6 p.m. So that's eight hours of full on filming. And I stopped at 6 p.m. only to then export all those videos, send them to my editor. So really, I worked until probably 9 p.m. Um, and that's another typical day in the life as well. Yeah. But that's, again, something that not everybody sees. They so just I, see the finished product. Exactly. They see the finished product. They see the really fun trip. But what they don't see is all the sacrifice and all the commitment and all the long hours. And it, it takes, it, you know, it, it takes time and it takes yeah. effort and, and it takes consistency. And, and yeah. Why is wellness so important in, in your line of work? I think that, well, I mean, for me specifically, wait, what do you mean? Like, why is it such an, like, a lot of people don't prioritize wellness taking care of themselves, giving themselves a break. Mm -hmm. Why, from your perspective as someone who just said you do that, you actively do it, why is that so important? For me, it was a lifestyle change. I didn't necessarily keep it so much in mind at the beginning. And I'm just putting that out there so that I can then, you know, come to my answer, which is um, when I began creating recipes at home, for example, I was eating cheesecake every single day hmm. during the pandemic right so every single day slice and a half of cheesecake what happened i gained some weight my cholesterol went up a little bit because hey everything has to be in moderation which is what i always tell my fans is like guys you know everything in moderation the fact that you're seeing desserts every day doesn't mean that you should be eating desserts every single day that's just content that i'm putting out there for you to create at home share with your friends and family at a, at a you know at a, at a, at a the, the, sorry hey blanks at the like at a, at a regular human pace. At a regular human pace, correct. <laughs> so so not the way I was consuming at home because I was filming every single day, correct? Um, so why is wellness important for me? Because I think that without health, you can't really build anything else, right? Health has to be your utmost priority all the time. Um, also, stress came comes a lot with yeah. being an entrepreneur, right? Yeah. And stress manifests in a lot of different ways back pain chronic back pain um not being able to sleep well um you know being anxious throughout the day so being able to work on that is a priority for me now mm -hmm. because you know it affects also your performance in your day-to-day -day life with your friends with your family with your business so what are some of the things i personally do to maintain that balance is well now we work out almost every single day uh in the mornings we have time allocated in the day to in my in my house with my wife right um to talk about how we're feeling in the day to enjoy each other's company just you know sit down and and watch the sunset one afternoon so all that takes part into what wellness really is for me keeping a balanced diet which is something i think i've always done but it's very easy to deviate from that in my line of work right right so you know being able to say okay i'm although i'm filming most of the days of the week that doesn't mean i'm going to be eating in massive amounts everything that i'm creating which pops the question what do you do with everything that you create right because i get that a lot so it's like does it go to waste no the answer is no and i i give that out to the staff in my building friends family you know everything in moderation for everybody and yeah. then it's okay you know? yeah so so that's kind of how i i tackle wellness and why it's so important for me is because i think that you need to achieve a balance and homeostasis as much as possible and be, you know, be a well-rounded version of yourself you know, as much as possible. Yeah. yeah. Is there something that you don't do that you want to 
start taking on to improve? Yes, I do want to start doing yoga and meditation. How come? <laughs> yes. Um, and I'm sure, I don't know if that's something that a lot of people answer. I personally think that I was just uh, recently in our honeymoon, we, we did a, a yoga class and um, I realized how stiff I am. <laughs> I am very non-flexible <laughs> and, you know, I'm not. Yeah. And I realized that my back my the back pain that i've been having lately is is because of lack of 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 elasticity and because of the position that i'm in all, all day time, when right. i'm filming and the yoga instructor at the hotel where we're at he said nico you need to be stretching more you need to be allocating time yeah. of the day for this you're not sleeping enough you need to allocate time to meditation and and be able to or, or meditation or any other form of calming yourself down before going to bed in order to be able to get a good night's sleep and good rest right and um so yeah so those are some of the things that i that i i want to work on right now i want to go back to the the succulent bite for a second mm -hmm. you were working in marketing and then you were doing this on the side yes how did you scale it i think a lot of people are you know myself included always trying to better understand how businesses get scaled to the point where now there's just recurring income, recurring projects, recurring work. You're bringing mm -hmm. on new staff. How did you, what, what was that transition moment? How did you get there? The first thing I did was hire an editor, an editor who would edit all my videos. So right. he's an awesome guy who does an outstanding job. Um, and that's something that for me was immensely uh, liberating because it allowed me to take back a lot of time that I would usually allocate. So for example, uh, a video usually takes, it took me maybe six hours to edit just by sending it to him. I'm already getting back six hours yeah. of my week, yeah. you know, for that one video, which allows me to then put it onto a, another series of projects that I'm working on or more content for the page or, you know, X, Y, Z more quality time at home with the family or whatever it is. Right. Um, so that was one. Another one was delegating work in other areas. So, for example, I have no, I have a, a design team that I work with when I need uh, creatives and and stuff like that. That I that I hire as well on a on a per contract basis, mm -hmm. which helps me a lot. Um, sure, that's thunder. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty intense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was pretty intense. The weather here in Miami is a little yeah, bit finicky. It's a little finicky. Yeah, yeah. This morning it was raining, and then it was super sunny, and, and, now, and then it's now it's thunder. Gonna, and now it's thunder again. Yeah, it, this is how it is. It's just how it is. You never know. <laughs> I think that that comes with time as well. And once you prove your worth to the brands, the agencies that are there um, sourcing for influencers. So, for example, uh, I've I've worked hard on building or intentionally on, on building good relationships with the agencies that I've been fortunate to work with. Right. So being able to do that plan or having, having taking conscious action on that end allows you to be scalable in the sense that you're going to have more incoming business on the longer run. So for me, it's all about providing the best experience, customer experience to my customers or my clients or the brands I work with or the agencies. Um, because I really want them to, to a see my worth b value what i do because you know i think that what i do what i create has immense value and i think they see that as well and being able to be recurrent and and have recurrent recurrently work with these brands is is ultimately you know the ultimate goal and the ultimate you know blessing if you will yeah um so in terms of yeah in terms of scalability it's it's 
customer relationship, uh, hiring a team as much as possible, and then, or yeah, or delegating work wherever you can. And then for me also, my wife, um, Ariana, she's helps me tons with Succulent Bite, tons. Uh, I maybe should have started with her because honestly, she's the one that's there uh, cheering me on. She's there um, holding the camera when I need the camera to be held. She's there pitching me new ideas. She's like, hey, Nico, you know what you should do for your next video? Because I saw this and it's trending. Maybe you should try this out. And I'm like, this this is cool, right? So being able to bounce ideas mm. off somebody else, that's all part of scalability. And that's all a part of, you know, freeing up your time and, and mental space. Why is it so important to have someone so close in your circle be that supportive and, and sort of so complimentary to everything you're trying to do? Well, because the opposite is even worse. Yeah. <laughs> imagine, imagine having, okay, so let's put the two scenarios. We have A in one hand, the person who doesn't have somebody and is, or maybe three scenarios, and it's just all self-motivation or, you know, dedication and consistency. And you just have to, that person has to do it all on his own or her own. Okay. Then you have the other scenario where you have a person who has, who is not aligned with the person they live with, for example, or their, their, their couple, their, whoever that is, they, if they don't have, if they have somebody that's just pulling them back, then it's even harder for them to progress. Mm. But then you have scenario three, which I believe is, is the way to go if possible. And that's having somebody who is there to support you um, and who's there to cheer you on. And I'm not saying be dependent on that because you have, to, again, you have to keep yourself accountable for yourself. But I am saying it definitely helps in, in, in getting you through through times through times that maybe you need a little extra push or you need a, a pat on the back or you need a fresh new idea or you need somebody just to sit down and listen to what you have to say and then just kind of you know be there for you and mm -hmm. i think that everybody needs that one person or a group of people sometimes it's a group of people but do you have a lot of people in your circle i not a lot i'm a i'm a closed closer circle closed I'm a smaller circle yeah. kind of guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, why? I, the reason why is because not everybody is aligned with your goals and not everybody's aligned with your ambition. And sometimes there's conversations that you can have with people who think you who you think ha they have your best interest in mind and maybe they don't. And that energy, that negativity that I try to stay away from from that as much yeah. as possible could be draining it could be very draining yeah it could be very draining and think about everything we've discussed so far and then on top of that you have people who are pulling you back no man i mean you yeah it's already hard enough hard on, to like you move know, forward <laughs> exactly yeah. it's already hard enough uh doing it and and succeeding at it and keeping at it imagine having to add that extra layer of you know so so wherever you can optimize good energy good vibes good i try to surround myself with people like that and but the people that i actually speak to about my business and my emotions and, and are very few my mom my wife uh select friends two or three mm -hmm. who i actually call and be like hey man so this and you know they'll be there but it's it's in a, a handful of people really yeah yeah well it's important to have that small circle of people that you can trust in your network people yeah. that you could bounce ideas off of people that you could rely on people that if there's something that's not working you can turn to and say hey this is not working yes. you know what's the advice and you know the advice is coming from a good place it's exactly coming from a place that actually wants to see you succeed not from a place of we're going to give you sort of fake advice or false advice and and secretly hope that you fail or that are going to go and take that information and you know, just macerate on it and just put bad vibes into it. And then, and then just kind of, and then gossip about it with other people, you know, that that's not, 
Yeah. <laughs> it's the kind of things you want to stay away from, if you yeah. ask me. Yeah. So what what's next? Like, what are you envisioning happens next for, for you, for Nico, and for Succulent Bite? Um, well, I currently am working uh, with Ariana on a consumer good product, which is coming out hopefully this year. Um, that's what we're aiming for. We've been working on it for couple of years already so we're very very excited for that i will not disclose more until very soon because <laughs> but, but hey maybe when the podcast airs it already be launched who knows we'll there see yeah but but that's something that we are working on um and the reason why again is to have that second company that we're working on together if you will um so an alternative stream of income correct which yes. is super important correct yes if, if, especially as an entrepreneur because sometimes you know that one main source of income doesn't always come through yeah, and it's yeah. not the same amount it's not on the same day and it's i agree i agree it's important to always have multiple different streams of income that's definitely another reason why we're doing it uh, a goal with that is to build the future for our kids for example mm-hmm. is it's a company that we're building that we hope you know obviously it's a lot of work and there's a lot of to be done but that's something that we pray that will provide for the rest of our for the family for generations to come so you know again going back to ambition entrepreneurship that that's kind of that's what we're aiming for um and then what else uh no i mean right now i'm i'm really focused (laughs) i'm really focused on that uh obviously keep succulent by growing keep you know enlarging uh, keeps up it keeps up (laughs) <laughs> obviously keep succulent by growing keep growing my audience keep giving them content that they love uh keep working with these beautiful awesome brands that i've been able to work with um throughout the past years currently and in the future and um and yeah man just staying focused on on those areas and and expanding i think it's important to expand i'm not going to say fast but i'm going to say at a, at a at a smart pace with cadence because when you i i in my experience when you try to do too much at the same time you end up not doing it well and in today's day and age where you know everything has to be quality and and well thought of and curated and again it's going back for example take a clear example of content for example content these days everybody can create content so it's quality content what what you really need to be putting out right it's not just you know some rent no it's you have to curate it. You have to make sure that it's good, that you study it. You, How does your audience react to it? So the same way, the same approach that you create content with is what I create my future companies with. It's yeah. one at a time, structured, and then oil that machine well so that it runs, like we said at the beginning. It'll have to take hours extra of your day and of your week. And it, it might be, you know, at the beginning, especially if it's something that you've never done before. For example, it'll be our first time launching a CPG. I've never done that before. I've worked with tons of CPG companies, but I've never launched my Sorry, own. CPT? CPG. CPG. Consumer. Uh, product good? Product good, yeah. I see, okay. Um, so, you know, so so being able to to bring that to life it is going to take a lot. So you have, it needs my full attention. Well, part of my attention, right? Because the right. other part has to be on succulent bite. Yeah. But that's why I say one at a time, but doing it well. And especially like Gary Vee says, being very patient, um, being very patient and understanding that it takes time, but good things take time. And when you, you know, when you, when you're tenacious and you you go at it, then you'll eventually succeed as well. So, yeah. Yeah. Is there, um, when you say being patient, mm-hmm. it's not an easy thing to do. Correct. Because you you see what's possible and you just want to 
yeah. jump into it. You want to go to the next thing. You want to go to the next thing. What's next? What's how much more can I take on all at the same time? Right. And then you tend to, well, people in general tend to take on more than they can actually do. Mm-hmm. And to your point, they don't end up doing everything very well. They kind of half-ass everything. Correct. How do you, how do you keep yourself disciplined in that way? In not taking too much at the same time or in being patient? Both. Both? (laughs) Well, I think that, man, it's hard. Let me tell you. Yeah, I imagine it would be. Especially because as an entrepreneur, the the trait, common trait is ambition and you want everything to happen and you're excited for it. So it's not necessarily impatience. I call myself excitement. It's just that it's excitement that can put you in a place where you're becoming patient. So how do I deal with that? I, I really try to understand and bring myself down and say, or not bring myself down, but, <laughs> but, but make myself calm and say, okay, you know, it's a step at a time. Remember how it was with the first company you started, which is succulent bite. Remember how it took days and then weeks and then years, but you already have that experience. So it'll be a lot faster now because it's the second time we're doing something or I'm doing something. But now I bring in all of that experience, but it still takes time because it, it still takes time to build and construct. So I just try to remind myself. I try, We try to remind ourselves, my wife and I, Ariana, uh, since we're working on that company together and that that it's that it takes time that we're learning as we go. We try to remember to enjoy the journey as much as we are going to as much as we're going to enjoy getting there. Because in the journeys where you really learn, in the journeys where you really get those nuggets that are going to help you succeed with whatever you do in the future, yeah. is where you meet your network, is where you build those relationships, those structures for the company that you're beginning to build. And when you take all of that into consideration, then you, you know, okay, it's going to take time. But there's a plan, an, an action plan, which we're executing and we're getting there and there's a roadmap and we're executing it. So rest assured, we'll get there, you know? So yeah. it's just... Take a deep breath. Putting a plan Enjoy. together and, yeah. and like, but also enjoying the moment, enjoying exactly. the journey, getting to to that final destination. Exactly, and and it's it's tough because sometimes it's a matter of oh, the manufacturer is taking two weeks to respond, or so just like oh, I needed them to respond, yeah, you know. So yeah. so it's obviously so that obviously will affect. But you know, being able to understand it's all part of the process. You know, if it was easy, everybody would have done it already. That's something yeah. we say a lot. Um, so yeah. That's are you seeing a change in the way people are consuming content, especially as a content creator yourself, you know, built from when you started to where you are now? Are you seeing a difference in how people want to consume their content? I'd say that in what sense, like, for example, long format, short format. Well, like, is there are you noticing a specific trend? I mean, from my perspective, you know, we do a podcast series and mm-hmm. it's meant to be long form, but we have to create short form clips, of, you know, to attract the people who's you know, who prefer to receive things in bite-sized formats. Are you noticing anything like that from your perspective? You know, yes and no at the same time. I think what, I, what I've what i seen the most is um, short for, for example, was work for me at least. Short form, very informative and filled with substance, not something that's very light and, you know, that doesn't have a lot of substance. Yeah. Um, easy to replicate or entertaining and across different channels that's one that i for sure have begun i began doing a couple years ago and that was posting my content across all different platforms not only instagram and facebook but tiktok and youtube shorts and even snapchat sometimes 
And the reason why is because there is a different audience for with different demographics in each platform. And it's extremely important to be able to you know, cater to all of them. So how do they consume in each platform? That's a different story. So for example, Instagram, I see that people like to see, you know, substance and, and relatable and replicable. TikTok, for example, uh, it's, I tend to see a little more entertainment. So something that maybe it doesn't have to be like, for example, the full recipe with all the details and how you cook them, maybe that works. But maybe something a little more lighter and just kind of showcasing final product and and just beauty shots yeah. that works a lot too. For yeah. example, for TikTok, YouTube Shorts goes a lot with what I see on Instagram, but YouTube long form that's its own thing. Yeah. I personally um, don't or haven't begun doing YouTube long form, um, but it's something that I definitely want it's to hard, do. Man. It is hard. No, <laughs> I it is very hard, and, yeah. and my my I have huge admiration for for the YouTubers who 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 manage these incredible long form videos that keep you engaged from start to finish. I bow down because I, I find that, you know, admirable. So yeah. I would like to get to that. For example, going back to what's next for succulent bite, that's something that I would like to do as well. Long form video. Um, so focusing on that as well. And for example, you see then Facebook, you have a similar audience that you would on Instagram in the sense of how they consume the content. However, it tends to be, an older audience. So you see that in the comments, for example, they, they, they comment things like, Oh, I'm going to share this with my grandkids or, Oh, I'm definitely taking this one to the next holiday party. I mean, I don't know. It's a different, it's yeah. a different vibe, yeah. which I personally love because you can put out similar content, but just showcase it to a different, completely different audience and interact and engage with them in a different way, in a different language and not a different language or different, um, it's called ver verbatim, if you will, or yeah. the way you, you, chit chat in between um your fans and, and yourself yeah. yeah awesome nico thank you so much for coming through brother no of course this man. was awesome i appreciate you and i and i'm excited to see all the cool stuff you yeah you're gonna be doing yeah, yeah no i appreciate it man thank you so much for having me it's honestly so fun to be able to do this uh, together yeah and uh well, when we were talking before we were talking about how you know a lot of times you know you're spending so much time creating these short form videos but there's not always a lot of opportunities to to really get to know Nico, the person behind, correct? You yeah. know what they're seeing online, correct? And so, like, this is a I think this was a great opportunity just to have a conversation and like get to know who you are and some of the like the journey of getting to where you are today and hearing about what's coming up next and what you're working on and you know the relationship with Ariana and how that's going and like how that you know helps motivate you to you know to continue building, which I think is super inspirational. I think everybody wants to to have that kind of a support system i agree with yeah. you i agree with you it's uh it's definitely a, a blessing and it's not something i take for granted ever because again like you say uh it's not something that necessarily happens just yeah. because um so i consider myself lucky yeah oh, amazing <laughs> thank you so much appreciate you appreciate man, as always thank you cheers thanks everybody <laughs>